Hello, and welcome to Black Girls Drinking Wine. Okay, I got us a really good bottle today. This bottle <clears throat> is a red, and it's called Honoro Vera, and it's a 2019 wine. And the reason why I really love this red, it's my one of my favorite reds, is just because it is organic, and the price point is amazing. This bottle of wine I got at Costco, I think it was $10.99. Really great. It honestly tastes like 20 bucks. Yes. So we love it. Also because it's made with organic grapes, no hangover. Love it. Let's just jump right in, take a sip, and I think you're gonna be surprised. Mm. This is amazing. It's kind of like a Cabernet Sauvignon, a Cabernet Sauvignon's like cousin. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of more the taste profile. So I get I'm the relation. It. I get the relation. I feel, it feels very fall. Mm -hmm. I feel the pumpkins in my throat. Pause. No, <laughs> you know, Halloween guys, y'all are so dirty. <laughs> but, this episode, we are talking about career journeys. So we all are in different industries, which I really enjoy because I learned so much about the world and I'm not stuck in a fashion bubble with you guys. I really appreciate that. Um, but we're all gonna talk about our career journey. I guess I can get started since I'm talking. Um, <laughs> Go for it. So. I am a merchant at walmart.com. Um, so I basically am in charge of setting prices on site, picking out what goes on site, doing all the backhand site merchant stuff. So if you type in the word boot, I'm the one in the background being like, I want you to see this boot <laughs> first before you see the other boots. So I do a lot, <laughs> I do a lot of all that stuff that you don't see. Like Black Friday, you know, is our jam. Like I be up at 12 a.m. trying to get those good deals for you. And yeah, I started off going to school for fashion and then I worked at a luxury retailer for a while and I hated them because they were racist. Um, oh, which uh, luxury retailer was um, that? Saks Fifth Avenue. Ah! <laughs> and then I was at Coach for a short bit, but Walmart's my home now. I will just jump right in. I am um, currently a teacher and this is my seventh year teaching. And I still love children so much. Um, and I guess part of the reason why I'm not burnt out is because prior to that, I was in social work and that shit fucking killed my spirit. But kids, <laughs> kids give me hope. Um, and I worked at a nonprofit for a while and there was just like a lot of shit with that. And it's interesting because I'm still friends with a lot of the people um, that I worked with back then. And I, it was totally trauma bonding that has kept us this close. I love trauma bonding. Years, but it's, it's definitely true. <laughs> Those yeah. are the best relationships. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I'm very thankful to be a teacher, I really, I really am. It's it's difficult times now, but looking forward to even more years in the classroom. 
Um, so for me, I work in uh, clinical trials, specifically cancer clinical trials. Um, and so my journey, uh, I think, is a bit more. I don't think traditional is the wrong word, but so um, I was a pre-med major biology in undergrad and I thought I was going to be a doctor. Psych. Um, that did not happen for me. And so I actually was like, okay, maybe in between this job that I get and then between like thinking about taking my MCATs or even becoming a teacher at one point or, you know, doing public health. So I was like a... Um, an office assistant at this hospital for I think four years and then after that I was like oh my god like I need to put my degree to good use so I am a clinical research supervisor um trying to figure out the best way to describe it and what you cure English <laughs> what you trying to yeah, cure what are you curing so to be more clear <laughs> tell us what you cure girl you got the cure you're gonna you gotta find I the cure the top cancer research hospitals in the country. Choo -choo. Um, so um, currently um, I manage um, a team of uh, clinical research coordinators, associates, uh, also working with you know people in the clinic um, to find different, uh, you know, al not alternative cures for cancer, it's more investigational. So I really do love my job. Um, and it's been very interesting this year with the intersection of cancer patients who are immunocompromised, which means they're more susceptible to getting sick, like the flu or the common cold and, you know, in the middle of the COVID pandemic. So I have been extremely busy um, at best <laughs> during this time, but I, I love the people I work with and, um, and yeah, we'll see what's next. I mean, I think you're amazing and I love hearing you talk about your job because you use a lot of words that I don't know while you're doing your job. I guess I'm also wondering if we're talking about career journeys, where do you see yourselves in a few years? Any, any ideas, anything you're thinking about? I mean, I don't know, anything is possible. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully in a few years I'll be retired. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's why I chose teaching. <laughs> I'll be retired by 40. Um, I think for me, I definitely am in a phase in my career where I'm ready to kind of take that next step um, in terms of doing work that scares me. Um, I have, I've gained a lot of management experience, I think, and working with people. And when you work at a hospital, yes, it is exactly like Grey's Anatomy. The tensions run high and the personalities are a lot. Um, so I don't know, grad school has been the next step for a few years. But with this pandemic, I am rethinking um, getting my public, uh, my master's in public health, actually. Yes, MPH. <laughs> I believe everyone should just get a master's. Just do it. Yes. Oh my God. We'll see. Or also health administration, um, because it's obvious that in this current pandemic, um, in terms of how hospitals are being directed to either conserve their PPE or just, you know, having visitors for their, whatever it is, like there's obviously people on that level who are making those decisions. Um, or reinforcing um, horrible systemic policies. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I'm giving myself anywhere from like over the next two to three years, but I feel like I'm definitely ready to take on something bigger soon. So exciting. So you're gonna be retired soon. I'm just kidding. I'm aspiring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think about going back to school a lot, but PhD programs take 
forever. So I really have to plan that out. And then I would also have to be poor for five years. So like, I don't know, I'm still figuring that out. We're like getting an EDD. I don't know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, now that we've spoken about our jobs that obviously we're grateful for, but I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and in the middle of a civil war. So how are we able to be grateful for these jobs? Even if you, maybe you hate it, not because it's a bad job, but you just hate it because like, who wants to be working during a pandemic? Or maybe you hate it because like the people you work with suck. So like, how do we be grateful during this time? So I started doing some research on the science behind gratitude. Mm. Because mm. as you know, many years ago, Oprah encouraged us all <laughs> to start documenting our gratitude and our gratitude journals. Do you remember that time? That yes. phase? And it was no. like amazing. Okay. Well, <laughs> basically, um, there's science to prove that being thankful just makes us happier. So um, there's a professor of psychology at Northeastern University named David DeSteno, and his research focuses on moral emotion. So going by his definition of gratitude, um, it's an emotion that we feel when we believe that someone or something has given us something that we couldn't easily achieve on our own. And it's there to, to change what we do next. And so the idea of gratitude is more like kind of like a passive thing, like, oh, someone helped me back then and like that was a one-time thing. But if we train our brains to really have a mindset of having gratitude, mm -hmm. There have been um, studies that show that it makes you a happier person um, and it also makes you really optimistic about the future. It makes you willing to accept certain sacrifices in order to help other people. So essentially, we're just making the planet a better place if we all practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm wondering, how do people who are in careers that they hate or maybe working remotely is mm -hmm. just like really shitting on your soul. Um, how do you find gratitude in those situations? I won't lie, I love teaching, but teaching remotely is a soul suck. I definitely almost cried yesterday um, thinking about like not being able to reach like the needs of certain kids. Mm -hmm. And I felt like such a failure. I felt like, oh my God, you know, this is so hard. But then at the same time, I'm like, I still have to be grateful, you know, to have a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's still, moments that I can be happy about. But if you really absolutely hate your job, how do you find gratitude? What do you think? I mean, I hated my job for six years before I started working at Walmart, the place I worked at I hated. Mm -hmm. So I read a lot of self-help books. I have a reminder on my calendar from that time period where every day it says, what are 10 things that you're grateful for? So like I literally just listed out and like, even if I don't have anything like, I'm grateful for this specific thing, I just say random things. I'll be like, I'm grateful for this sheet on my body. I'm grateful that I was able to find a parking spot. Like I just say random things to fill up the 10 spot. And then that helps me get through it. And then also I just think about great for a job, I'm grateful for my paycheck. Like when I look at my bank, when I, on payday, I can't speak about what happens after payday. <laughs> but on payday, when I look at that check for 24 hours, I'm like, okay, this ain't bad. Like getting paid, I can pay my rent, 
and that's fine and I got food I could do uber eats so I think about like those little things that are like first world problems technically that I'm still able to afford but I can't I mean I can but other people can't (laughs) no that's a really good point um I definitely went through with this pandemic um I was already kind of in a place with my current position where I wanted to leave Um, And then the pandemic happened Um, and working in cancer research, cancer doesn't take a day off, unfortunately. It it doesn't discriminate, it doesn't care. So, (laughs) um, and and then there's the research also that ramps up as a result of that. So for me, the first few months were very, very hard. Um, And there's definitely days still where it's hard for me to be grateful because I am not exactly um, thrilled about where I'm at, but I am passionate about the work that I do. Um, but also honestly, my work from home situation is really cute. So, I mean, I think it's like the little things, like the fact that I can wake up and, you know, go to my cute desk, my cute accessories. And it really does feel like a place that's designed for work. So it's not like I'm, I don't know. I just feel grateful about that, that I don't have to go into the office every day, have the ability to manage my staff, get my work done, communicate with my with my bosses and, and leadership and stuff like that. So it's the little things for me that help or when I'm able to look around my apartment and be like, OK, like you are financially responsible for all of this, everything. So if you don't have this job or if you were in a position where, you know, pandemic you know took it away from you you would be feeling very very different so for me it's the visualization of everything and actually seeing like the like fruit like it sounds like materialistic but seeing the things that um have come about as a result of having this job yeah but that is an intentional practice yes so (laughs) thinking about putting gratitude in practice i mean there are strategies you can follow tiffany you named a really great one of you know, what's 10 things that you're grateful for. But at the same time, right, it can't be the same 10 things because then they'll lose their power. You have to really look around and be mindful of every little thing. Did someone stop and give you directions? Did someone call you just to ask how you were doing? Or, you know, was the weather really nice that day? And, you know, you got to take a walk. So if you're listening to this, definitely challenge yourself to make gratitude something that you really practice and you can write things down or just like name different things but be in a a mind space of being thankful and appreciative but also 100 percent perfect but also give yourself grace and space if there's a day or a week where you just don't have it we're all dealing with a lot um right now and it may be hard i know for a lot of people to even find time to make the space Um, to be grateful but yeah do it if you can it works (laughs) yeah I mean we all obviously are very grateful but at the same time working remotely is a hoe and I don't got time for her some days because like to quote whoever put this quote in here it was me that's what I tell all my co-workers to quote Tamika (laughs) I am only as effective as my Wi-Fi. Mm. I want a t-shirt with that. I did good that day that I came up with that quote. That's a really good quote. Thank you so much. I agree. I mean, working remotely is definitely the biggest of hoes. It's the biggest of scams. I mean, I, I enjoy the comfort and privilege that comes with it, but it also is kind of like, 
the, the professional boundaries seem to have dissipated now for some people because of this, you're working remotely. Um, and for me, it's like, no, the same professional boundaries I had when we were going in, you know, still exist even more so because I'm at home. Um, do not text me, you know, if I'm taking the day off or vacation, don't ask me about anything. Don't call me um, if I if I said like I'm working from this time to this time and I'm done. Um, and yeah, the Wi-Fi issues and we're all at home. We, we live in New York City in Brooklyn, whether it's construction or somebody yelling mm -hmm. or a car alarm during a meeting, it's like, there's so many things that we are no longer in control of um, working from home versus having a conference room or, or having a conference room for a standing meeting. So. I hate everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Zoom meetings have got to go. I'm like, I think people are taking advantage because back in the day, i.e. March, you could just have your meetings, but there was break times, e either it's you walking to or from a meeting or you're taking a walk to the tea machine slash coffee machine, mm -hmm. or you're getting water or you're going to visit a friend at a desk. Like you had times where you would break away. So it's like hard when you have these Zoom meetings and there's no break in between. It's just like literally meeting to meeting to meeting. You don't have travel time between them. There's no commute time to prep you before you go to work. Like there's no commute time after to decompress. So it's like, there's all this time you used to have in between these things that now it's just like one slab of like meetings and everything at once. So that's been the hardest thing for me. Um, I mean, I really believe in self-care and I believe in boundaries. And so I always have a lunch break every day where I just, I stop working. I could be doing other things, but no, I stop. And like, I usually make my lunch for the day and it's, it's nice. I might put something on or listen to music. Um, and also I, I tell people if I need a moment, I'm not a fan of all of the notifications, like bloop, 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 and the emails. <laughs> and the, no, literally, and I will tell my, my co-workers like I'm gonna take 15 minutes I'll, I'll be back like I'm gonna hop on this call and, like for my sanity yeah. I would be a bigoty bitch if if I wasn't taking those breaks for myself mm -hmm. but I think that establishing boundaries with your co-workers is very difficult when you are working remotely but it's important and it's necessary to just say I can I can I'm not doing this now I can do this later Mm -hmm. And you know, just also one of the things that I hate about working remotely, so I, my office is in the Upper East Side, I just miss all of the restaurants <laughs> that I would be able to either, obviously I was also saving money and cooking, but like I want to be able to like have sweet green for lunch sometimes if I feel like it or, you know, get Calexico, you know, shout out to Calexico, can we get like an ad or like a gift card or something? Yeah, we like... <laughs> You can come work at my house if you want to have sweet green. You know that, right? You are welcome. To, you can have the dining table if you like. I'll stay in my room at the desk. You take the living room, the dining room. The, the dining table. I have a dining room. It is a dining room. It is a dining room. It is a dining room and a living room and a kitchen. It is a dining room. <laughs> but that's actually a good point, uh, Tamika. Obviously, we want to be clear that we are all practicing social distancing and only within respect to our quarantines. Um, but if you are, do you, if you are able to work from home, um, one of the things I thought was kind of cool is that people are working from home with either friends who work in different industries. Again, 
as long as you're practicing practicing social distancing and this is someone that is in your quarantine, I repeat, I, we are not talking about just going in massive groups of people going into WeWork. No, that's not what we're saying. Um, but if you're able to do that with someone who lives close to you or in your neighborhood that you're friends with, whatever, or just, you know, having time or having virtual lunches, you know, either with your colleagues or, or friends is also um, a way to do that. Oh um, I'm so excited you should come over. Oh. We'll have sweet green for lunch. <laughs> See? Yeah. I um, don't like sweet green, but can I come over? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can have the couch. <laughs> because you won't be eating sweet green. <laughs> I won't eat. I don't need to be at the dining or room. Or the bed if you want to sprawl out. You can hey. also have the bed. It's totally fine. You, you'll, you'll be in the background of my it's lesson. Fine. It's fine. I'll be putting up numbers. Great. Two, three. The other thing I wanted to say is um, for those that are um, either working from home or in the workforce or those who are no longer part of the workforce or have lost their jobs, like tell us how you guys are coping. How are you guys managing working, not working, um, doing mixed models of having to go in um, to school and if you're a teacher or someone that has to go on site a few days out of the week and remote in other ways, let us know how you guys are coping. We definitely want to hear from you as this is something that is new for everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm thinking about how frustrating it is that the government cut these $1,200 checks one time. Um, the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I've been spent my $1,200. <laughs> I paid a bill. Same. What am I even saying? I didn't even get $1,200. I wish I did. <laughs> I got $1,200 because I got my old tax return. Oh, oh my God. I'm so lucky. Same. Um, <laughs> I didn't file my taxes yet, so they had my check from when I was poor. Oh my god! I was so jelly. I, I mean, in fact, they don't pay. You. I just started making money. <laughs> <laughs> so they was like, "This girl make no money. Give her her twelve hundred and keep it moving." <laughs> in healthcare, they don't pay you either. But I, I again work at an institution that has extremely great benefits. <laughs> but let's move on to. Um, like stop talking about work because work is boring. Obviously, we love <laughs> from this. We love our jobs. We're grateful. Yes, working remotely is a hoe. But I mean, Halloween's coming up, and we got some really fun plans. Scorpio season. It is one of our own birthday coming up, <laughs> and we about to break the internet. Ooh, ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't even know. Mm. When you see my costume. First of all, ladies, you will be so gay for me. I'm, I don't even know where to begin with how gay for me you're gonna be. <laughs> Lots of scissoring will be happening. Yes, oh my God. Can we tell them what the theme is at least? Yeah, go ahead. Talk I mean, so the theme is female rappers. So like Little Kim, Cardi B, and everyone else, Foxy Brown. Nicki Minaj, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Queen Pen, Foxy Missy. Brown. Mm. I mean, I never know if I should count Missy as a rapper or a singer because she could do both. I know she's producer, a songwriter. I mean, she's <laughs> yes. So Miss Tamika got an outfit a few <laughs> weeks ago, and it leaves little to the imagination. Mm. Is what I'm gonna say. Mm. My outfit is Jungle FIFA. 
also leaves little to the imagination. And I might even get my hair blown out. Oh, she got inches, y'all. Yeah, Ming, uh, yeah, she got bundles. Um, (laughs) You're gonna be like, damn, girl, who did your weave? And she's like, no No, tracks, bitch. No no lies detected and no tracks detected. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I gotta text my hairdresser again. She didn't answer. Oh yeah, set that up. <laughs> um, my costume is TBD, uh, but best believe <laughs> I will be there. Um, I'm really excited. You, I mean, so I love Halloween because it's the day before my birthday, and I I just love the idea of like costumes, and it just like reminds me of just youth and childhood, and as someone who was robbed of having a childhood, I just try to relive and like give myself moments to feel young again. And I am dreading 34, I'm not gonna lie, but we're gonna make the most of it and we're going to emulate the amazing badassness of these amazing female rappers and it's gonna be good energy. And it's also your birthday, so we're gonna turn it out. But speaking of costumes, I just had a memory, and Tiffany, I don't know if you remember this, I will send you the picture later, um, of, uh, I guess, Halloween costumes gone wrong. So there was a... (laughs) (laughs) Is it when you were little and you looked like a... Wait, what? Okay, so there's a (laughs) costume... Sorry, guys. So... There was a Halloween uh, one year where my younger sister and I uh, decided to get dressed up. Our parents, we would get dressed up, you know, in classrooms or... So my little sister was Barney and my parents were like... <laughs> How is she Barney? I'm seeing the picture in my she head was, Oh, she was Bee-Boo. Be- not Bee-Boo, not Betty-Boo. Be- uh, uh, the Barney's like... The yellow one? No, no the, the green, purple and the green one. Yeah. Um. Oh, his little brother? Baby Bob. Baby Bob. Baby Bob. Wow. Yeah. One for the team, baby Bob. And he had like a little thing on his nose. It was a girl. It was a girl. Bob. She had clips in her hair. And it looked like she was wearing a crown, basically. She was oh, a Okay. Okay. Well, right. So my parents were like, oh, you know, Alicia, we're going to recycle the costume that you had last year. So they couldn't find it. The only part they could find was this really tall white hat that <laughs> made me look like a cone Same. head. Okay. Conehead oh, or, or, or a clan or a clan member. Wait, I need to see this picture. Yeah, we it need looks, to find we'll, it. We'll find it. She looks like a baby clan. Can we member. post it on the page for Halloween? Oh my, oh my god. god! Absolutely. Should we all post our childhood Halloween costumes or adulthood? <laughs> I don't have any adult. I, I have adulthood because the whole no childhood thing. No, be transparent. Um, No, and so I was, you know, my family was somewhat religious, and so I was, you know, serving on the altar at the time. So I had this hat along with my, like, altar outfit, and I looked like a clan member. Can you please show me this picture right now? We're going to find that. We're going to find it. All right. Um, yes. That is another episode <laughs> of Black Girls Drinking Wine. Thanks for joining us. Check your boobies. Take care of yourselves and each other. And, you know, slide in our DMs and let us know what your Halloween plans are. Or send us pics because we would love to see your costumes. Is your brother single? That too. Yeah. If you got brothers that are single, also Hit us up. send us that in the DMs. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>